if you follow football, you would have heard the term, but can he do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke? Now, this taunt has often been directed at Lionel Messi, the best player in the world. And the logic behind this is, can Messi replicate his greatness in foreign conditions, in alien conditions? Similar logic is being applied to this Indian team, except instead of, can he do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke? It's, can they do it on a green top in South Africa? Most people accept that they are almost invincible at home. However, many believe outside Asia, they would struggle. I believe that most people are just using innate biases to make this argument, and they're not looking at what's right in front of them. For decades, the stereotype has been that Asian teams can't perform outside Asia. And there is a lot of truth to this. However, this Indian team, I believe, will be able to break that stereotype. The reason being, not their fantastic batting lineup, not their world-class spin duo, but rather their fast bowling unit. The biggest issue that Asian teams have outside the subcontinent is fast bowling, getting wickets on tracks that don't offer a lot for the spinners, having to rely on their faster bowlers for wickets. This Indian team is capable of relying on their fast bowlers for wickets, and this game was a clear example of it. For the first time ever, an Indian spinner did not take a wicket in a home test match. All 17 wickets they took were by fast bowlers. It was clear from the pitch that India are preparing for what's to come in South Africa, in Australia, in England. The pitch was very green and their fast bowlers responded. And remember, they did not have first use of this pitch. They bowled when the pitch had dried out, when that green grass was burnt off and became brown. And yet they still were imperious. Bhuvneshwar Kumar was the man at the match. He took eight wickets in the game. He was absolutely incredible. He is becoming indispensable to this Indian team. In the past, he's been a horses for courses selection in test cricket, only picked in fast bowler friendly conditions. But the way he bowled, particularly in the second innings when the pitch had really flattened out, showed that he is a different bowler. He has developed pace to his bowling, and that is a really good complement to his ability to swing the ball both ways, making it very difficult for the batsman. He sets them up beautifully with his in-swing and out-swing. There's clear method to his bowling. He's a lethal option opening the bowling for India. Mohamed Shami, we know he bowls quick. He swings the ball away from the right-hander and into the left-hander. He also is a very good exponent of reverse swing. He bowls a good bumper as well. He's got a lot in his locker, Mohamed Shami. And I thought much like Bhuvneshwar Kumar, he was excellent in this game for India. Umesh Yadav wasn't at his best, I think it's fair to say. But you only have to look at his body of work that he put in in the grand home summer of Indian cricket last year. He was absolutely fantastic on mostly dead pitches. He was the partnership breaker for Virat Kohli. Just like Mohamed Shami, he is able to bowl 140 plus. And he's also able to swing the ball into the right-hander, away from the left-hander. Has a good bumper as well. Think about the balance of this unit. Bhuvneshwar Kumar can swing the ball both ways. Shami swings it away from the right-hander. Umesh swings it into the right-hander. Bhuvneshwar is more of a line and length bowler. Shami and Yadav can be enforcers. And then the fourth fast bowler is no mug. Ishant Sharma has taken over 200 test wickets. And while he may have not hit the heights, 
that many had hoped he would. He's still a good bowler, more of a line and length bowler. He's very consistent, able to bowl long spells. I thought he was a little bit unlucky bowling last summer, but certainly he's a very good fourth option to have for this Indian team. Hardik Pandya, the all-rounder. While he may still be a work in progress, he is also a wicket taker. He's able to swing the ball. He bowls good cutters and slower balls. Yes, he may go for the odd boundary, much like Umesh Yadav. He's quite erratic. But when he gets it right, he can certainly be dangerous. So just look at this Indian team. Not only do they have arguably the best batting lineup in the world, not only do they have the best spin bowling duo in the world, they also have one of the better fast bowling attacks in this world. India is the center of cricket, so you wouldn't think that anything they do is underrated, but I think that their fast bowling is, and this team is absolutely capable of going to South Africa, of going to Australia, of going to England, of going to New Zealand, and winning games of test cricket. And if they are able to do that, and we'll know in the next year if they are, then I think it's fair to say that they would be the undisputed kings of test cricket. So for India, good signs in this game, even though they weren't able to force the win, Looking at the big overseas tours they have coming up, I see no reason why they cannot be successful.